How could we take the Codetrid format to the next level? That's an interesting question and I will discuss it today with my guest. Hi, my name is Peter Kofler. I am the Code Cop. Obviously, I'm fanatic about clean code, and for many years I tried hard to develop quality software. Eventually, I had to change my motto to developing quality software developers. In this podcast, I will answer questions about facilitation, hosting, and participation of code retreats, and any kind of hands-on session in general. If you have any questions regarding your code retreat, please send me an email or leave me a comment. So today's guest is Emily Page. Hi, Emily. Hello. So Emily, uh, you're a technical agile coach, keynote speaker, and author of various books. Uh, yeah, I guess so, yeah. And one of your books uh, is the Coding Dojo Handbook. I'm actually just working on a follow-up book at the moment, which is called Technical Agile Coaching. So I, I kind of, uh, I wrote that, the, the Coding Dojo Handbook, thinking that um, it was a group of peers who would come together and learn from one another. And, uh, and practicing on code carters, you'd learn a lot. Um, since I wrote that, I realized that if you're really going to do TDD in a company in your production code, that there, te- there seems to be, to me, a gap between the, the difficulty of the code carters and the difficulty of the production code that you end up working in. I, I found that it wasn't enough to, to practice on code carters to be able to bridge that gap. Um, so the, the technical agile coaching book that I'm writing at the moment is um, kind of uh, trying to say all the other stuff I've learned since then uh, that you should should be doing. And it's about... I think the the uh, needs to be a little more of a teaching element. So so rather than just having a group of peers, it helps to have somebody who can explain concepts and has structured um, some learning materials. And I think it also helps to to work in some production code. So now I coach teams in their production code uh, by using the ensemble programming or mob programming way of working. So I'm, I've just gone off on a tangent there. You asked me about the handbook and I'm saying, yes, the handbook is great, but I've learned loads of stuff since then. Mm-hmm. You said uh, the skill of explaining stuff and I and I witnessed your skill and I envy you for that skill. So there is a balance of teaching versus facilitation. So do you think uh, as a facilitator, maybe as advanced facilitator, there, there needs to be more skills in teaching? So one of the reasons the code retreat is so so good is because the the format, just the thing of, of pairing and rotating and, and repeating the problem, all of those things are great teaching uh, methods. You learn stuff and it means that whoever is facilitating just needs facilitation skills and they don't have to have planned a great deal of teaching material. So I, I think you can get a long way with that. My experience is that it does help sometimes to, well, sometimes it helps <laughs> if you have, um, if you plan your, your teaching and um, and make sure that you've got all the elements you need so that people um, can in, in really engage with some materials and learn for themselves and that the material is at the right level and that you're exploring all the all the different aspects of the skill you're trying to learn. So that's what I'm kind of trying to do with it, the kind of um, teaching I'm doing at the moment. I'm trying to put together like lessons, I suppose, lesson plans um, with different exercises that will cover all the things you should be able to practice and make sure that it's engaging and it's the right level. So for a, for a code retreat, I think you can get a very long way with, as I said, just just being a good facilitator, encouraging people to think for themselves and explore the problem that you've put in front of them. But I, I'm, I'm trying to take it to the next level. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and I think that's 
that's also valid, right? So if, if I want to teach, I could teach, but I don't have to, but I might feel like. So it's, uh, it's the choice I have as facilitator. When you said something about the teaching, you said something about like having a plan. So when you would uh, create a code retreat, like for a client, and you have, would you have some specific teaching goal in mind? So would that be like a motto, at least for yourself, for the code retreat? How would you do that? So yes, if I was, um, if I was putting together a whole day of practicing and learning TDD, I would definitely have goals. Uh, learning goals and I would have um, a teaching plan I guess and I would hopefully know the participants enough beforehand to have some idea what an appropriate goal would be um, so there's like um, there's a taxonomy of, of, of goals I've got the bloom taxonomy you can google this and, and find out what it is but it's a way of setting up learning goals and it's um, organized like a kind of a staircase where you expect people to, um, at the beginning, they just need to kind of remember facts and understand the basics. And as you move up the, the learning um, staircase, you get to be able to analyze things and evaluate them and then be creative and actually create new innovations. So in a, in a code retreat, I might have a few goals, which are like, I've got to get them to remember the facts of, of all the steps of TDD or the names of refactorings. And then I want them to understand, um, to be able to summarize the each step in TDD. And then I might want them to be able to apply TDD to a code carter problem, one where they have to write a function that returns uh, something, you know, a, a, just a function. And then, and then maybe if they could already do that, I'd want them to be able to apply TDD to a harder problem. And then there's all these other skills which you have to bring out more in the discussion and the giving them things to compare and contrast so you want them to be able to analyze was tdd a good choice for this problem um where did we get stuck which refactorings did we choose you know things like this analyzing evaluating and then um ultimately you want them to be able to uh, design their own um code carters that we're gonna you know so there's uh, there's a whole bunch there around what i would try and get for for learning goals for a session and then I've got to plan teaching materials that will give people the opportunity to be able to fulfill these goals. That's interesting. I think that's also quite challenging when you work with a group where you will not know everybody. So the usual like percentage is up to 50% first timers, at least in, in uh, Vienna and also in Germany when I participated. So that's like a bunch of people you never saw. Yeah. Usually they are juniors, but you, you don't know. So do you have like uh, somewhere, I know you have a lot of materials so that makes it easier, like a bunch, a stack of stuff, and then you see where the group is, and then you start pulling out stuff from this like level? Do you think that's possible? Yeah, I think that's possible. With the way I'm working at the moment with the, the coaching, I, I do have the advantage that I meet the people and talk to them before I start the, the teaching sessions. Um, so I have at least some idea what they're interested in. Um, and I have perhaps some idea of, because I always ask them also, I, I talk to them and I ask them to show me some some code and some tests that their team is already working on. So um, that gives me some clues as to where they're at. But uh, if it's people I really haven't met before, and then yes, as you say, you can have a, a stack of things that you normally do. With the code retreat, of course, you've got five or six sessions. So you can have the first sessions all pinned down and say, we're going to do these, this code carter and then this code carter. And then depending on how that goes, I'll either 
do this one again, or perhaps I'll pull out this harder one. So yes, you can do it that way if you're on the ball enough. I get uh, a lot of questions kind of like that. So how do to structure the day? How to find the next exercise? That's basically a way, right? But then you would have to have all options available to you. Right? Well, not, I mean, all options. It's it's probably enough to think after the second session, I've got these two options for the third session. And then uh, depending on how that goes, I might either continue with option two or I might go back to option one, you know. So you don't have to have like six options planned. You might want to have, uh, you know, one or two, maybe two branching points where you can choose the harder or the easier path or the repeating the thing again path or the moving on to the harder thing. Could you give an example for that? Right. So, um, yeah, so I might if I was um, doing a planning a code retreat, I might think, OK, we're going to start off with some some really straightforward um, carters. I might go for a refactoring carter first, like tennis. That's a favorite of mine. And if they do really well with with tennis, then maybe I will put them on um, something a bit harder. Like I think Yahtzee is a bit harder and then I might get them to do tennis from scratch and then um, but if they're if they're struggling a bit with a refactoring carter, maybe I'll just go back to a, something a, a little bit more. Um, so would you say that uh, the the coaching book, the technical coaching book, which is again on technical things, so is it like the next level for facilitators? Yes, I think it probably is. If you if you've facilitated a code retreat, you've you've got the basics of that, and then it's just learning this. Um, specific coaching method, I guess, which is around ensemble programming and and these learning hours. And a learning hour is basically one session of a code retreat. It's uh, you do an exercise and, and <laughs> talk about it and try and learn something from it. And then I try and put together learning hours in sequence so that they are leading up to learning all the skills you need to do TDD or refactoring or whatever it is that the, the team is struggling with. That's that's amazing. It's amazing. I'm sure as soon as your book is finished, we'll meet again for another episode of the podcast. That's uh, cool. A lot of things I have to think about now. Thank you so much, Emily. You're very welcome. It's been great talking to you. And I, I would be happy to come back and talk more about this book because it's taking a lot of my time at the moment. This is all for this episode. I'm Peter Kofler and I wish you luck with your next coded read or hands-on workshop. If you have any questions regarding your retreat, please send me an email or leave a comment. I'm looking forward to hear from you about how your event went. Cotetreats are awesome. Let's have more of them. <laughs> <laughs>